All right, folks. Welcome. Uh, the boys are back in town. Here we are. Yeah, we got. Uh, we're, yeah, we we're got. sitting right now <laughs> in last year. Yes, but by the time you watch this, you'll be sitting in the new year. Fellas, we are time travelers. That's it. We're speaking to you from, from the past, 2023. Yeah, you're living in, in 2024, 2024, which is insane. That number yeah. is crazy to me. Yeah, and I know you know that that's a. Maybe that's a boring conversation, but that just feels so futuristic. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, and in reading science fiction, they'd be like, in the year 2000. <laughs> you know, Space da, da, da. Odyssey. Yeah. yeah. And now we're like... Who remembers that movie? That was a fascinating movie. You know 2001, what? 2001, Space Odyssey. You yeah. know what? Classic cult movie. You're going to laugh at me so hard for this. Saturday, me and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Me and uh, Michael are going to see 2001: A Space Odyssey in Portland. Come on, in, in the in the old film format. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I've Michael seen that Miller movie several and times. John, and his dad. All three of us are going to watch it. Wow. Yeah, I know it's the kind of thing that normally yeah, you, you when may, you many watched people it, may have no idea what we're talking about. Well, right when now. you watched it, you probably got high first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, back in the studio, <laughs> yeah, and the but, score, I mean, the musical score, oh, the, the musical soundtrack score is amazing, absolutely. But it's amazing. also famous for the first twenty minutes. There really is no speaking; it's just monkeys on a screen throwing bones around. Right. So yeah. my wife, it drives her crazy, but Michael and I both love this movie, so we're gonna yeah. go see it. Yeah, that's a it classic. Felt like a, it felt like a New Year thing to do. And I was watching that, and what would that have been? Nineteen. 19- 72, something yeah, like that. Yeah. So that dates us right Kubrick there. Kubrick and Arthur C. Clarke. Arthur yeah. C. Clarke was author of the book. Kubrick was the director right, of the Stanley film. Kubrick, yeah. Anyways, sorry, we are, we are talking about uh, New Year's, new beginnings, uh, new stuff here on On This 24 Hill. years after Y2K, we're sitting here. Yeah, we survived. Who remembers that? Yeah, so. you remember the... Yeah, oh yeah. gosh, people were loading up on mm-hmm. laundry soap and, yep. and computers and... Yeah, it's yeah. famously, this is Guns famously a time to make predictions. Yeah. Right? First I, of the I actually, year. I always kind of liked that. I remember even when I was young, I'd, I'd stay up to watch whatever it was. I can't remember what the shows were back then, but they would have, you know, predictions for the new year. Yeah. Or predict, they'd yeah. talk to some scientist, they'd talk to some economist, they'd talk mm-hmm. to some, you know, politician, and, you know, what's going to happen in this new year. Resolutions, people make. And all also kinds resolutions, of resolutions, yeah. Predicting, predicting the future is. Uh, is a fool's game. I feel like the wisest people try mm. and and often make a mistake. But there yeah. are some things we can say for sure yeah. are going to be true in the next year. Yeah. God yeah. is going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Life's going to be crazy. Life's going to be crazy because what happens in 2024? Election year. Election year. It's, so, the temperature's going to rise. And yeah. Here's my prediction. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. I think that's a safe bet. Yeah. So... We probably ought to pay attention to how we live next year because yeah. if we if we just live in response to what is going to happen in 2024, we're going to be in trouble. Yeah, if you we're sitting here again, this will, mm-hmm. this will air next week, but this last Sunday of the year, we we're doing a message on uh, kind of along those lines. I I can't I can't control what's going to happen out there, but what I right. have control over is what kind of person I'm going to be yeah. in 2024. How, yeah. how I'm going to get myself ready. Uh, regardless of what happens, good mm-hmm. or bad, I'm there's a there's a yeah. there's homework I have. So yeah, that's a great thing. Actually, just before we started rolling the cameras, uh, we were talking about parents and sayings yeah. and stuff. And uh, I asked you because I know you're not that. My family, I don't even know the immigration history of my family. Everyone that came to America is an immigrant. 
farther enough back, they are. Someone immigrated here from their family, but right. I don't really know my family yeah, story. Yeah. But you're close enough to the immigration story that you would know your grandparents, and mm-hmm. they must have had some sayings, some oh, wisdom, yeah. some old world wisdom that came from, was it Czechoslovakia? Was that what it was called then? My, yeah, yeah, my father's side, they were immigrants from the Czech Republic, and mm-hmm. so my dad was first born, uh, first generation American, yeah. uh, my parents, my, my, my dad's uh, side. My mom was second generation, they were from Germany, yeah. so... These German folks married these Slavic folks, mm. hard working, hard headed group of people. And that's how we get a Bruce Stefani. Yeah, that's and hard working, hard headed, hard headed yeah, yeah. combination. Yeah. You have a Bruce. Yeah, that's, that's it. beautiful. It's a wonderful blend. <laughs> so we were going to, I'm going to run through a list of things here. I've, I've got in front of me some uh, quotes about the new year that I want to run by you. Okay. And yeah. maybe we can just, we you know, ask are, are, these, are these wise? Are these not wise? Are these. Biblical? Are they not biblical? I don't know. But maybe before we get to that, do you have any wisdom drop on us from the old world? That the came old from world. Your parents? Oh, my parents were another generation, right? Mm-hmm. Like most in that era. Uh, they were young kids during the Depression, but my dad used to tell stories yeah. uh, he vividly remembered. Mm. Uh, and a big city, too, Chicago, so right. melting pot, uh, immigrants from all over the world at that time. Mostly yeah. uh, in our area at that time were Eastern Europeans. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, post World War II, Cold War, all that kind of stuff. But uh, again, they lived uh, through some very difficult times. World War II vets, those kinds of things. My mom was a nurse, and so mm. you know stuff like you know my dad would say, "Pay as you go, and you never owe." So whole idea of borrowing and credit yeah. cards, totally foreign to them. So you never saw your dad in debt. No, no, they didn't. Yeah. If they didn't have the money for it, they just waited. They didn't they didn't go ahead and they didn't overextend. I mean, of course they owned a home and had a mortgage, I'm sure, but Sure. Uh, yeah. things like that, uh, you know, a man's word is his bond. Yeah. My dad would like keep mm-hmm. keep your word whatever yeah. else happened. Keep your nose clean as I left the house. Yeah. Keep your nose clean. And I was like, is he talking about my actual nose? I'd look yeah. in the mirror or yeah. like I always tell my girls make wise choices. Yeah. Yeah, that's leave, that's what it choices. was. Don't yeah. do anything that's going to you know that that's going to make you look like a fool or, or hurt somebody. So, yeah, it was mm-hmm. it was good stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, here I want to run by some uh, run by you some of these uh, sayings. The first one is uh, <laughs> you know it's this thing of behind sayings are incredible life experience, right? That's true. They're like proverbs. Mm-hmm. They aren't just limericks or just sort of made yeah. up something that sounds cute or poetry. Yeah. They're actually. That's why I love the Book of Proverbs. But that's another. Yeah. That's another. Story. Well, yeah, we'll get to that at the end here. Yeah. But uh, the first one is about resolutions. F. M. Knowles says, "He who breaks a resolution is a weakling. He who makes one is a fool." So he's basically saying, like, yeah. don't make resolutions. Human nature. He's yeah. observing human but nature. But do you do you think it's a good idea to make resolutions? He who breaks a resolution is a weakling. He who makes one is a fool. Do you yeah. think resolutions are good ideas? Yeah, we're it's again great, great, great idea. I guess we're talking about that this this last Sunday. Uh, I, I think that a resolution, depending on where it's grounded, right, where it's anchored. Yeah. Um, the idea of looking yourself. Here's a resolution. You look you, you look at yourself in the mirror and you say. Mm-hmm. You're gonna do better, son. You know, and yeah. self talk or whatever. Right. And and there's a place, I guess, to talk to yourself because no one listens to yourself more than <laughs> you, and, and 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 no one talks to yourself more than you. But yeah. but I think if it's just grounded in just pure human effort, I yeah. think that resolution is bound to mm-hmm. is bound to uh, run into run into some headwinds. Yeah, I was I was just reflecting this morning. I was just thinking, like, isn't it funny that. Holidays are the time to celebrate. They're the time to to indulge in a way. 
like no other time would I sit down and eat like that much mashed potatoes and gravy. Yeah. That much yeah. stuffing, that much, you know, yeah. protein and It's and Christmas. Meat. Yeah. That's our and rationale. Then, it's Christmas. And then we don't have one pie. We have like five what? different pies yeah, on yeah. a whole table that's set aside just for yeah. dessert. Yeah. And 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 that comes on the heels of Thanksgiving, where we just did the same thing. Yeah. And then the New Year's, Is and this... you, you've put on you know three, four, five pounds, yeah. maybe more. Yeah. And you're feeling terrible about yourself. So you make basically. a resolution, and then you make a resolution. Yeah. Yeah. But there's just this natural like it's time to celebrate. It's okay. Like eat an extra piece of pie. Yeah. But then take it off. Don't live. Yeah. And 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 healthcare. Uh, uh, you know, what you, uh, exercise clubs or you know, yeah. all those things, they, they just wait yeah. and people are lined up out the door at six yep. in the morning on, on, on January, January 1st, January yeah. 2nd, right? I think the idea of resolution, it's a good intention, right. but I think we, what we know is that intentions without some kind of a plan uh, are bound to, bound to kind of fail. In other mm-hmm. words, some kind of analysis of what gets me here all the time. What's yeah. the pattern that I keep falling into? Yeah. And then on a spiritual side of things, I think there's also the whole idea of we won't change our decisions unless we shift our values, and mm-hmm. we won't shift our values until we take a close look at where yeah. our heart lies, right? I think so. any any time, whenever, whatever time of the year it is, um, Looking at your habits and your practices yeah. is a good idea. Good idea. What habits sure. and practices are moving me the direction I'm actually wanting to go, and which habits and practices are taking me away from the direction I want to go? Yeah. And how can I change those things? Yes. Yeah. Well, you think yeah. of the things that, like, just two, I think of two things right off the top of my head that chronically get us in trouble or we are in problem. One is overeating and overspending, those two right. things, right? Yeah. Well, those two things are not like, uh, that's not rocket science, no. so to speak. And they're both within my yeah. control. Yeah, right. So what I do, I mean, healthcare people would know better mm-hmm. or, or you know, the, the people that work in that industry would say, well, make a list of everything you eat over a period of 72 hours. Just mm-hmm. write it all down. And then when you see that list, you're yeah. like, oh my gosh, I had yeah. I had two pieces of pie yeah. instead of I could have had one or none. Or Make a list of everything you spend. Yeah. I get my report and I realize, mm-hmm. uh, just for a good example of this, a per, is, is how much I eat out, how much I spend on entertainment. Oof. You know, and if you, I have a credit card where it sends me a report at yeah. the end of every year and it shows me exactly what I spent mm-hmm. in restaurants. Yeah. Well, when you're in a restaurant once, you don't even think about it. You're no. just there. But when you see like, oh my gosh, I... I, I, yeah. I could have bought a new car for what I spent on, uh, on, on eating out. You yeah. think, well, is, am I getting the best deal? Am, right. I, am I making the best decisions? Those kinds of things mm-hmm. uh, where we bring in data and when we hold the mirror up to our, our mm-hmm. habits is when we begin to – that's when we, I think, make significant shifts. All right. I got another one here. Um, this one is by the, the great philosopher and theologian um, Charlie Brown. And he said, you know how I always dread the whole year? Well, this time, I'm only going to dread one day at a time. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> That's a good one. That's deep. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like, I still like Charlie Brown. I know uh, Charles, Charles Schultz, Schultz is, yeah. he's long gone, but he actually, he was a believer. Yeah. And he was a thinker. And he was a thinker. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of philosophy within that little comic Absolutely. strip that uh, I think I don't even know if people read the comics anymore, if that's still a thing that happens. But, mm. um, but I, I think that's funny because he wrote Charlie Brown to be this kind of wah, wah, yeah. you know, this Eeyore type in a way, who, who always never really won. He was a you know, perennial loser. Yeah. Was it Lucy? He never quite kicked the football. Yeah, always pulled the football away. Yeah. And, the, and he's saying, like, this next year I'll only dread one day at a time instead of the whole year. Yeah, I guess on one side of that saying is just this 
sort of Charlie Brown melancholy. Mm-hmm. You know, every day is going to be bad, but I'll just take them one at a time. But I think on the other side is this is this beautiful reality, right? You think of who Jesus who said, "Listen, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's got enough enough problems in and of itself." I'm mm-hmm. paraphrasing, but that was in the you know in the Sermon on the Mount. Don't worry about tomorrow. Take no thought for tomorrow. Yeah. Consider the birds of the air. They're mm-hmm. not worried about tomorrow. Yep. And he said, uh, "This is how you should pray." You know, give us today our daily bread. Yeah. And so, in a way, that's again part of what we talked about this last Sunday is um, this idea of uh, if I could take life in the one day at a time, mm-hmm. trusting God for provision, yeah, and not worrying about something that hasn't happened. We all know that what's the, some statistic that ninety five percent of what I worry and fear oh, actually yeah. never happens, but it takes mm-hmm. up headspace, right? And it takes up emotional space and uh, and keeps me up at night. And so, I think I I would agree with. With Charlie Brown, I'm just gonna yeah. worry about it one day at a time as it unfolds. That's a good one. I'm trying to see, it's, I'm trying to think what character you would be on Charlie Brown. You're not. I don't, you're yeah. not Charlie. I, you're I, you're I would, you're very optimistic. I would. Yeah. I think of you as being very optimistic. I hope so. I always wanted to be Beethoven. Yeah. Was it Beethoven? No, that oh, was yeah. the bird. Was who is who played the piano? Schultz. No. No. What was his name? Was it Beethoven? Mm, well, what I can't remember. I what thought they that was the little bird the, that sat. The kid that yeah. played the piano was amazing. Yeah. I could see you, I mean, not typically Lucy, but when she sets up the psychiatric yeah. thing, Five, five Cents. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're I'll, so I'll old, no one young is going to understand anything we're talking yeah, about. we're talking 2001 Space Odyssey and Peanuts <laughs> cartoons <laughs> here, folks. <laughs> okay. Welcome to 2024. I, I think this is a really good one. Pay, pay attention. I, listen to this one. A worthy New Year's resolution, perhaps is to take no hatred into the new year without requiring it to restate its purpose. Take no hatred into the new year without requiring it to restate its purpose. Wow, that's a good one. I really like this one. This is a Robert Brault, and I don't know who he is, but I like his little quote here. Yeah. Because he's basically saying, like, if you you find yourself hating Mm -hmm. something in this year, don't... Don't just pull that forward in the new year without examining it. Why am I hating this? Mm. Does it deserve hatred? Does it deserve that emotional space that I'm giving it in my life? Mm-hmm. Should it be ignored? Should it continue to be hated? Like if it's injustice, yeah. maybe I should hate that. Wow. If it's a relationship, maybe it's time to let that go and forgive. But make it restate its purpose. I really like the way you said that. I think whenever I think of hatred or, or bitterness or unforgiveness, all those are ugly, ugly words and ugly aspects of human nature, but the reality is, right, we've been hurt, people do mm-hmm. hurtful things, there's injustice in the earth, Yeah. Um, yeah. but the problem is it's, it's it, 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 metaphorically, there are weights, you know, that, that yeah. we have to carry, mm-hmm. they're emotional, oh, yeah. spiritual, and then eventually they're physical weights mm-hmm. that we're carrying around, and you and I have seen this over the years, that people have carried yeah. a burden of unforgiveness mm-hmm. or a burden of hatred, at some point they... They roll those burdens off by forgiving, mm-hmm. by letting it go, yeah. by um, by releasing the offender and saying, "Listen, yeah. the slate is clean. We're gonna mm-hmm. etch a sketch the uh, this relationship. Yeah. It's gonna start over." Yeah, I was just talking to my mom about this while I was down there. We we're talking about some pasts and some stuff, and talking about unforgiveness and and how it. It never hurts the person you want it to hurt if you hold unforgiveness in your heart against someone. Yeah. You think, you know, you're somehow keeping them from winning, but you're not. You're just keeping you from moving forward. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's like someone said unforgiveness is like 
what is it? The poison in drinking, the cup, and then you yeah, the drinking poison, poison and sp- expecting the other person, person to die. die. Yeah. And uh, it's it's just such a sneaky and sinister sort of a. It's the it's the thievery that keeps on stealing, right? right. It's and and you look at our mm-hmm. world today, and you have this generational hatred. Yeah, hatred mm-hmm. that's been passed on not just from yeah. year to year, but from generation to generation, and nothing yeah. nothing good good comes out of it. I think the only hatred that is productive is the hatred of sin, and, yeah, and the hatred of what's what's really destroying the human race. Yeah, and, and it's honestly, not people; it's just those are the vessels. I I, I agree one hundred percent, and I would say that needs to be first. Hatred for my own sin, yeah, and then I can have maybe the capacity to hate somebody else's sin, yeah. Because I think a lot of us in the last few years have really seen other people's sin and really hated it. Yeah, like that's what I see on social media. That's what I see in politics. So easy. Oh yeah, we're so angry at yeah. the wrong in other people, and it's it's not I'm not saying it's not wrong. It's wrong, but if I haven't first dealt with the sin in me, then I, my hatred towards that other person's sin is not going to be productive for me. Uh, any any student of the last hundred years of history, you look over the last hundred years of world wars, ongoing conflicts, genocides, yeah. the worst of humanity, you find, I believe at its core, you find this this hatred, this irrational yeah. that makes people... Yeah. Uh, it's blinding. It's mm-hmm. blinding. There's almost like this justification that yep. I have every right to hate you for what you did back then or what happened then. And, and oftentimes... It's it the, those acts were real. Those acts yeah. were unjust. Like, yeah. like you can see it unfolding right now. Oh my goodness! In, in yeah. Israel and Palestine and mm-hmm. so forth and, and 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 those kinds of things. Of course, nothing justifies murder. Nothing justifies yeah. uh, genocide. But uh, hatred is the fuel. It, mm-hmm. It's like that emotional, spiritual fuel that keeps getting put on the fire. And yeah. and uh, there's there's uh, again people out there that want to use it for wicked ends. It, could constantly a, stir that pot. There's an old war movie. I, I'm going to quote a movie that I can't even remember the title of. But um, there's this older soldier talking to a younger soldier, and the younger soldier is marking uh, kills on the on his on the uh, butt of his gun, and he's got a row of marks of the people that he's killed. And the older soldier goes, you know, son, that hatred is going to, yeah. it's going to burn you up. Mm. You know, you're going to, yeah. and because they're both soldiers, but you saw something in the other one, like that's hatred's going to destroy you. Yeah. Like, because uh, you can survive this war by killing others and still die. And a young man had a smart response of, you know, that's just keeping me warm. Because that's what we right. glorify in Hollywood. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, th- I think about that a lot. I'm like, oh, yeah. There's something he saw there. It's no wonder then that I think of the words of Jesus where he said, even if you hate your brother, it's as if you've you've murdered, right? So mm-hmm. there's something super serious about that. So that yeah. quote, you know, is it worth, how do you put it, worth, worth caring or worth... Yeah, uh, take no hatred into the new year without requiring it to restate its purpose. In other words, uh, examine your hatred. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where did this come from, and yeah. and is it worthy? Is is it? When uh, oftentimes my response to something like that is, what what's what's worth? Yeah, you know what's worth giving away because hatred's mm-hmm. going to cost something. Oh my, yeah, carrying something in my heart like yeah. hatred or bitterness yeah. is going to cost. It's going to cost me. Yeah, it's going to change my personality. So it's going to mm-hmm. cost the people who have to live with me. Yeah, who have to deal with me. You know, we've all we've all been around people. We say, I don't like being around that person. They're kind mm-hmm. of a they're kind of mean spirited, yeah. or they're kind of you know uh, mm-hmm. they're they're harsh, or they're they're rough around the edges. Yeah. Well, you're just describing what's oozing out of their pores, basically. I, I went through classes um, 
for uh, trauma care. Uh, it was specific trauma care for kids because of mm-hmm. fostering, but it, it was the same care, you know, for anyone. And they, I remember them quoting uh, doctors and saying, where different trauma lives in your body. That mm-hmm. this kind of, you know, hatred does this, you know, this, this sort of trauma does this. Yeah. And, and it just was fascinating to me, like, oh, yeah, we, it takes a physical toll on yeah. you as well. Like they were describing these kids who have gone through something, and, and they were saying, like, they will have stomach issues. These kids, your kids, if they come to you with these issues, with these, you know, the, with this past behind mm-hmm. them, they're going to have these stomach issues. They're going to, you know, maybe have a hard time eating, and they're going to throw yeah. up, or they're going to get worried in their stomach. And I just always thought about that, like, oh, yeah, God is so wise in that, yeah. you know, all of those things take a toll. They cost something. Yeah. Okay. Here's another one. Um, I, I like this one. We're going back to maybe a little bit on the silly side. This is David Bowie. Oh, David Bowie. Now, our pop... Our, our pop culture idols, they do, I mean, they say something to us, and we believe what they say, whether they're true or false. But he said this, I don't know where I'm going from here, but I promise it won't be boring. That sounds just like David Bowie. Doesn't it? He, uh, cutting edge, yeah. he was, uh, mm-hmm. he, he painted outside the lines. Yeah. In, 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 in everything he did. Incredible artist. Incredible artist and musician, yeah. 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 But I, I kind of, I like that saying, I don't know where I'm going from here, but I promise it won't be boring. And you know, where I'm sure he was talking about his art, because people will ask an artist, well, what are you going to do next? Yeah. Well, what's your next album going to be like? What's your next? But I was thinking about that in the kingdom of God. Um, hmm. There are parts of the kingdom of God that like, okay, there is a side to it that is just regular and steady, and, and the habits and the practices are going to be the same. But if I'm really listening to the voice of God and obeying the Holy Spirit, then it, lead, it leads to a very exciting life. Yeah, it's not necessarily boring at all. Yeah. Like, saying yes to God has made my life rather exciting, sometimes terrifying, but exciting because He He pushes our our limits of yeah. what we would normally do. Isn't that interesting, though? Uh, that's such a fascinating thought. I uh, I saw David Bowie live in a performance in Chicago in 1975, really? probably, and wow. that's when those are the days of Ziggy Stardust and, yeah. and things like that. And and I just remember I wasn't a believer then. Yeah. And uh, but that concert was just incredibly. Uh, uh, it was breathtaking oh, because bet. he was cutting edge. His hair yeah. was flaming red, and yep. and his the characters were were super creative, and mm-hmm. and uh, and I just remember thinking this guy operates in an entirely different universe. Now I'm not condoning mm-hmm. everything he ever read, of wrote, not, or everything yeah. he ever did, but but the the whole idea of art, you know, how art takes us outside the norms, mm-hmm. art takes us outside the lines, and art is a reflection of the creator. I think yeah. all art mm-hmm. is a reflection of a creative God, because art is creating something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. So now the problem is, is that sometimes the artists have drifted, and that 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 gift has been twisted like any other gift, right? Sure. And um, but man, the idea of of partnering with a creative God and following mm-hmm. Him into the unknown. What a what a beautiful idea yeah. of following. That's what faith is, right? That's what mm-hmm. Hebrews eleven is all about. They went out not knowing exactly where this was going to end, but yeah. they saw a city whose builder and maker was God. So that's in a way that's the essence. Yeah. Christians should have wrote that a, mm-hmm. a, of Jesus following believer, uh, God worshiping believer should have should have wrote yeah. that. It's going to be great. It kind of. I I definitely think of you as a very creative person. But I also think there's these limitation and a blessing in that Sunday comes every week. Yeah. So, you know, 
Yeah. After you finish one sermon, it's time for the next one. And and I, I think if if you had more time and space, you personally, I could see you bringing a lot more creativity to each Sunday. But the fact that it is like... Routine. Yeah, yeah. There, there is something like, okay, we got to... Yeah. You yeah. know, th- there's not always time to do all the creative yeah, things that you things. you would like to do on a Sunday to illustrate the point to to you right, know yeah. to to make the message more prominent to, yeah. to do those things. We talked to artists. You know, we were we were mm-hmm. chatting about this before we started. That the 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 what makes artists miserable is they have to live off their art. Right? <laughs> yeah. In other words, they have to produce. So you look yeah. at a musician uh-huh. who signs on to a record company. Yeah. On one hand, he's got a steady income. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, he has to he's roll James. them out, yeah. and so he 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 feels like he's or that artist he or she feels like now they're owned and yeah. now they, you know, the the performing monkeys, right? Mm-hmm. And and uh, but man, art when you're given some freedom and when you're given time, there's some beautiful stuff that can come out of it. But yeah, routine is a struggle. Routine can, yep. yeah, and it's like that with everything, isn't it? So in a way. it is okay. I I like this one because I I don't know. I just like it. Um, it says, the bad news is time flies. The good news is you're the pilot. <laughs> you think it's true? Or, and if you do, I mean, I, I think, what do you think about that? Is that, is that true or not true? I'm, just, I'm honestly asking. The good news is time flies. Sorry, the bad news is time flies. The good news is you're the pilot. So in other words, the bad news is, boy, this is going fast, but you're at the wheel. I, I remember it reminds me of a quote, another quote by a, 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 a writer, pastor from the last century, uh, A.W. Tozer. They were asking him about um, uh, predestination. You mm-hmm. know, is, is it all predetermined? Uh, yeah. Is is God totally sovereign over everything? Does man mm-hmm. have any free will? And he said, you know, it's really like uh, the sovereignty of God is that we get on a cruise ship in New York City. And that ship is going to sail to London, and nothing's going to change that. Mm-hmm. And there's a thousand people on right. that ship. He said, our free will is kind of like, that can be an amazing, beautiful voyage, and mm-hmm. that can be the voyage from hell. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing, but that's yeah. kind of what he said. How are you going to spend so that voyage? So time flies. That's yeah. the bad news is that ship is going from New York to, to London. Mm-hmm. It's not going to go to Cape Town, South Africa. It's not going to Buenos Aires. It's mm-hmm. going to... So whether you like it or not, that ship is moving at its mm-hmm. own speed and its own trajectory, right? Right. Now, along the way... You you have some say in yeah. what the journey likes. So along you the way, I'm, I'm piloting my life. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not piloting the ship. Yeah, uh, I'm not piloting time. Right. But I'm choosing to uh, to make this a, a pleasant flight with beautiful scenery, or I mm-hmm. choose to fly in the turbulence. I yeah, don't know. that's good. So, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The good news, your pilot. And, and I think yeah. that's uh, that's that's kind of that's the reality of life, right? Mm-hmm. I think we'd love to be able to control time, but yeah. it's 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 uncontrollable. It's right. it's beyond our grasp. We don't get to choose our circumstances, yeah. but we get to choose how we react to those circumstances. Yeah. And we how we react choose... is honestly ninety percent. Like the circumstances are, are one thing, but I honestly believe because I've seen people weather much harder circumstances than I've ever been in. But their reaction to it was everything. Like, they're farther yeah. ahead than I am, even though they had much worse circumstances. Yeah. And I've seen people with circumstances that seem relatively minor that didn't, you wouldn't think would be that much of a bump, but their reaction was so out of proportion and so ungodly that it, it destroyed them. You see this in the life of uh, people who, who have died young, so to speak, that they pack so much in. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this is, reminds me of that psalm, I believe it's Psalm 90, where he says, teach us to number our days that we might apply our hearts to wisdom so that we might live wisely. Yeah. 
You know, and you could you can end that psalm all different ways. Teach me to number my days mm-hmm. that I could just party, you know, to the end, or yeah. that I could make as you know I could squeeze as much money out of this life as I possibly right. could, or yeah. I could have as many relationships as I could fit in. Yeah. But there's all different ways to to finish that sentence. Right. But the psalmist said, "Teach me to number my days." Mm-hmm. So my time, recognizing time is limited. Mm-hmm. And what do I want to do with that time? I want to try to, I want to live wisely. I want to, absolutely. I want to live wisely, whatever that looks like. And so. Let's do one more, and then maybe we'll uh, talk about scripture that um, could guide us in the new year. Um, I like this one because we just talked about circumstances. Uh, your present circumstances don't determine where you can go, they merely determine where you start. Mm. Your present circumstances don't determine where you can go, they merely determine where you start. I like that. Yeah. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I think we've said something like that over the years mm-hmm. on, on a number of uh, a number of times in that I can't change my past. Um, past is the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone said forgiveness is giving up any hope of a better past. Right. You know, I can look back and wish it was different, wish mm-hmm. it had turned out. And so, it, that, but that past can either be a, a, ch- a ball and chain yeah. Back to our other conversation that that it also does is create regret, stir yeah. up emotions of anger, stir mm-hmm. up emotions of of bitterness, or that event in the past or whatever is back there can be a reference point that I look back on for the for the for the future, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's where that comes into play. Like what a yeah. what an amazing thing we've all been on. Uh, we've all been on a long hike in the mountains, yeah. and the tough part of the hike is grueling. It's right. we're soaking wet, or we're mm-hmm. our knees hurt, or we're climbing, but we don't stop there right. and throw up our hands and just cry. We keep moving, yeah, and we get to a place towards the end where we have a vantage point, and we look back to that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, were we down in that valley? Gosh, I wanted to quit, or that's yeah. when my knees hurt. That's where I slipped and fell, or whatever. You know? <laughs> and it becomes a, a reference point yeah. for the for the future. It kind of reminds me of some people I know um, around church who, well, I guess there are people who seemingly you look at their life and you go, "Wow, they've been given so many great circumstances." Yeah, maybe they had a godly mom and dad. Yeah. I think that's the best circumstances you could possibly have is a godly mom and dad. No matter what economic strata you live in, if you have a yeah. godly mother and a father, and stable, you've been given parenthood. something amazing. And but then I see others that come in and it seems like wow, you're such a deficit. You come from so much dysfunction, mm-hmm. you come from so much addiction. Oh, wow. Yeah. But they may, so they may have started way back here where someone else has started up here. But they've taken seriously their salvation. Um, there's someone in particular I'm thinking of who came in very late into the kingdom of God, but came in already with a certain level of self-discipline and, mm-hmm. and just ability to, to grind. He's a military guy. Was, yeah. you know, and, and he just immediately took his salvation seriously, started reading the Bible every day, multiple times a day. And now I see him so far past others mm-hmm. that started farther ahead than him, yeah. but, he, but they didn't take it so seriously. They they didn't realize what they were handed. They were given such a gift right. of starting way up here. Yeah. Where he just took it seriously. And now I've you know, I see him, you know, out here in front leading men. Yeah. Who men, some of those men who should be maybe leading him from where they started. But yeah. I, I think that's beautiful. That's yeah. what God that's what's being born again. You know, what you just described is one of the reasons I believe the gospel is true. Yeah. Because you look at some people's lives, and just by the circumstances, the odds should be 
mm-hmm. that they are going to crash and burn, and yes. or they're not going to make it, or they're yeah. stuck the way they are. They're never going to change. But you and I have seen people like that uh, that have come into the kingdom of God at any age, and all of a sudden, what was meant to destroy them, God turns around yeah. as they as they hold on, mm-hmm. as they dive into the things of God, the things of the Word, the eternal truths, the character of yeah. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, that um, something, something miraculous happens. They're yeah. not even the same people, mm-hmm. not even the same people. Marriages yeah. that have endured incredible mm-hmm. trauma, hardship, betrayal, yep. everything you can imagine, it should have blown up, yeah. but they, those two people made a decision that uh, we're going to yeah. hold on to Jesus regardless of what our emotions tell us. I guess that's kind of what I came into this podcast thinking about was um, it's one thing to have a new year. You know, it's a new yeah. year. Yeah. But really, it's just revolutions, yep. you know. Yeah, trip our, around the sun. Trip around the sun. Uh, but to be given a new life, if you're going in with a new year in the same you, mm. and and you is not regenerated, you is not born again, then... Yeah. Well, good luck. Yep. It's going to look <laughs> the same every every trip. I, I hope this revolution treats you well. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. But to be... Case or us or all. First Peter 1 and 3. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Starts with praise. Mm. I think what a great way to start the year, with praise. It said, in his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Mm. So praise, and in God's mercy, he's given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So if I'm if I'm brand new and my brand new life is lived in Christ and his resurrection power, then anything could happen this new yep. next year. Yeah, the potential. The potential is absolutely Unlimited. endless. Yeah. It, yeah. It's not bound by my circumstances, it's not bound by the physical, it's not bound by the sciences. It is supernatural. And that, that means in the natural, it's just another trip around the sun, but in the supernatural, like there's miracles, there's, mm-hmm. there's everything in, in, the, in the future if I am submitted fully to Jesus in this next year. There's revival, there's yeah, everything. Yeah, there's, it, it, it's, it's kind of like that, that scripture is both the... You think of the Christmas story, which we just finished, right? Mm-hmm. We just finished the Christmas season, and the Christmas season is we we retell the story, and we love doing that. We retell the original story, the Word made flesh, dwelt among us, born of a virgin, born in obscurity, you know, hated mm-hmm. from the beginning, all those kinds of things. But sometimes people stop there. They go, "Well, that's a that's a cute story. Maybe it's a fable that you guys just keep telling it over and over year right. after year." Mm-hmm. I had someone say that to me years ago, kind of a criticism of of church and the gospel, you guys just seem to be going over the same material over yeah. and over. Yeah. Um, but that passage, uh, that leads to a living hope. So the story yeah. is important. The story is the origin. Mm-hmm. It had to have a beginning somewhere. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's mm-hmm. the Christmas story. But it's not... That's, it didn't end there. Right. It's no longer... He's no longer a baby. Yeah. Uh, the story is out there in the future. I said it, this mm-hmm. Sunday... At our Christmas Eve, I made a, a comment. I'm going to say it again here. I think it's the worst, the biggest mistake we could ever make is to still treat Jesus like a baby Jesus. All right. Because he's alive, and because mm. he's alive, he's a living hope. Right. Not a not a nostalgic hope, not mm-hmm. 
you know, let's let's sing the song again, hope but a right. but a living hope. Man. Yeah. And hope is is what uh yeah. what this year needs. Yeah, the incarnation, the the Christmas story is 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 equal value and importance as the resurrection story. Yeah. But they have to be together. Right. Because if he didn't come as a baby, he wouldn't, you know, die as a man and, and, right, and ri- yeah. rise again as a savior. But if we treat him just as a baby, then I get to carry him around. Right. I, yeah. I get to make the decisions. I get to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it's the, the wise men came and kneeled. Even though he was a baby, they came and gave gifts. They, 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 they treated him yeah. as Lord. Yeah, different worldview. Yeah, they treated him. They saw him not just as a baby. They saw him as a king. And that's that's it. Are we treating him as a king in this next year, or are we treating him as yeah, I'm going to carry baby Jesus into this new year, and <laughs> he'll go where I go, yeah, like like a r- lucky rabbit's foot, yeah, where I'm around my neck, yeah, yeah. yeah that's um, that's the game changer uh, coming into this new year, right? Mm-hmm. That uh, with God anything is possible, all things are possible. Yeah. So, man, what if we believe for that? What if we mm-hmm. what if we set our sights on that? So, yeah. What if the church? What if the church was the the driving, you know, factor in this next year, not the, not the, not the news organizations, yeah. not the, not the election politicians, not that cycle, yeah. not pop culture. Mm-hmm. What if the bride of Christ? Yeah. You know, I, I don't obviously just mean church on the hill, but the bride of Christ, the the church with a capital C, had had the most valuable thing to say mm-hmm. to the world in 2024, mm-hmm. and and spoke it. Really spoke it into the culture. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, one, one more verse, then maybe we, we ought to end. I haven't paid any attention to the time, so I don't know how long we are. Um, but Isaiah 40 and 31, I think about this, I've been thinking about this for this next year, because I think mm-hmm. there's a certain amount of some people feeling like, oh man, four years ago was rough, we're about to do it again, what does this look like? But Isaiah 40, 31 says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength, they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Mm. I love that. That's a great. Yeah. What a great word. And, and, yeah. and it's interesting. Those words weren't just written by some guy doing poetry. Right. For poets, for mm-hmm. poem's sake. Or, but he was, those words were written in difficult, difficult mm-hmm. times. Uh, yeah. Time-tested. Mm-hmm. Time-tested words. Yeah, Isaiah had, you know, a, a, the majority of his book was, was God speaking pretty bluntly to Israel. Yeah. About their behavior. We're living pretty poorly. But then he turns a corner, you know, farther on later in the book, and he starts speaking hope to his people, to God's people. Yeah. He starts speaking about, you know, I'm going to, there's a path, there's a way forward, there's a, and that hope, I think, is so valuable. Oh my gosh. The first half, or actually more than first half of Isaiah, we have to be honest with where we're at, people. You know, God was speaking honestly to Israel, but then he turns a corner and but those are your circumstances, but here's the hope. Here's my plans. Here's what, here's what I'm going to do. Even sometimes despite your unfaithfulness, I will be faithful. You know, there's people that are listening to this, I'm sure that maybe this last year has, was, was a little dark, mm-hmm. disappointing, tragedy, loss. Yeah. Because it's, it's always true. It's always true. Yep. There's, uh, life is filled with those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But hope, you know, is oxygen. Yeah to our souls. And I would just say to you, whoever you are, whatever has happened, that, yeah. that God will have that last word. He, he stands outside of time. Mm-hmm. He stands outside of circumstances and he holds out this, this hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's hope is, it's not hope and hope. 
Right. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. just this hope in hope itself. Yeah. It's hope in a God who holds the whole world. Yeah. And, and those are the words of Jesus. I've overcome the world. A God mm-hmm. who's overcome all the all the ugliness in the world and even the ugliness of life. Yeah. Um, whether it was our fault or not. Yeah. Know, he's a God who stands above it all. So Yeah, a hope that ignores reality isn't really a hope, but a hope that is grounded in the resurrection yeah. says, Oh, there's more than what I see. Yeah. There's super there's a yeah. there's the God who lives. Yeah. And so yeah, if I just looked at the last few years, I might not have hope. But if I look at the God who is, then all things are possible. Mm. Wow, okay. New year, twenty twenty four. Ready or not, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, guys, we, we love you. We, we hope that this is an encouragement to you. We hope that um, we get to see you. Don't, uh, don't fall off in the new year. Don't uh, yeah. build a habit of, um, of time with God, of time with God's people. And uh, I, I think the church, the Bride of Christ, has something to say to the culture. Um, the, the resurrection Jesus has something to say through his bride. So come, come be a part. Come. Try something new. Yeah. We'll see you on Sunday. That's where the good stuff happens. So love you. Bye. Yeah. Happy New Year.